0: Hello, welcome, and would you look at this mess? I'm your host, Kate, and the purpose of this podcast is to trace, explore, and celebrate the unconventionality that lives within all of us. Hey. Hi. How's it going? Hopefully, things are good for you. Pretty good over here. Um, Emeline did <clears throat> excuse me, get a hold of my microphone a couple of days ago. She thinks of it as being a space where she can perform. So uh, she fiddled around with it a little bit, trying to get the setting back to sort of where it was. Anyway, so if there's a little bit of discrepancy between the audio, that's why. Um, so today, we're going to talk about um, parenting struggles. And this topic came up for me because the other day I, I had gone upstairs after dinner to do some stuff. I guess Nick thought that I left to go for my walk, which is what I would ordinarily do, but not quite so early anyway. So he was uh, with the kids and we had made the decision that evening. The kids were quietly watching TV We kind of wanted to be able to sit and talk, so we decided that him and I would have dinner together, and then we'd bring the kids up after, and they could have their dinner, which normally we try to prioritize family dinners, but whatever. We have our moments. (laughs) So again, I got upstairs. Nick was downstairs. He brought the kids up, and so what ended up I found out happened after is that he said, I think he said out loud, oh, I want to have some ice cream because he'd already had dinner. And then, of course, the kids were like, we want ice cream. And he was like, but you haven't eaten dinner yet. So you have to eat first and then you can have ice cream. And what ensued after that was quite a battle. And it was not helped by the fact that at some stage I came back downstairs and saw kind of what was going on. And essentially it was you know, he was trying to force feed them, not literally, but just like trying to force them to eat their dinner. And it was this ongoing battle and struggle to get them to eat it just so that they could have the quote unquote reward, the treat of having ice cream after. And, you know, they were just not cooperative and just, it was just evolving into this, again, huge battle. And so eventually I said, okay, here's the thing. This has really turned into a big thing. We've wasted a ton of time sitting here doing this. So my official feeling on this is that we are not going to have ice cream. We're just going to um, finish up what we have if you want to eat it, and we're going to get ready for bed. And, well, and so, no, what did I say? Actually, that wasn't even, that was not even at that point yet. I said, I said, Bobby in particular was, was being really, really problematic. There was a lot of struggle with him in particular. And so I said, honestly, we're, no, we're, we're past this now. I said, this isn't going to work. You know, you're, you've, you've put like, and I, I was kind of, you know, speaking to Nick too, him, just like, a, these kind of battles just never, you shouldn't be in a battle with your kids anyway. So I said, Bobby's not going to have any ice cream. And I, and so Nick took him away from the table and took him upstairs and then <laughs> did, did the ultra, you know, poor parenting one one thing And Bobby cried and fussed and said, I want to eat now, I want to eat now, I want to eat now. And so Nick was like, okay, fine, you got one more chance to eat your dinner. And then, and I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) he brought him back down, sat him at the table. And I just kind of looked at Nick like, what are you doing? That's not how this works. It wasn't a threat. I didn't offer a threat, which I don't do with my kids. I don't threaten them anything. I either say this is the consequence and follow through with it, or I don't offer the consequence. And I'm sorry if I sound judgy, but I see this being a thing that people do with their kids all the time in order to get them to do what they want them to do. And I don't love it for anybody. (laughs) So I don't really make threats to my kids. But Nick does. He does use the, the threat. Threat thing. Anyway, so we ended up having a bit of a heated disagreement because I look, I gave him the look and kind of said, like, I don't understand what you're doing. And he was like, Why? And so I said, Well, it's just not a good idea to tell them that something is gonna happen and then have them disagree with it or be upset about the decision that's been made and then go, oh, okay, fine, and and go back and do it. Like that's sending a really poor message. And he got upset and defensive and, you know, how it goes. So, and again, you know, then he said to me, like, I thought you were going out for your walk and I'm handling the kids. And I said, I I, I wasn't yet, so I am here, still still here. Um, And, you know, I'm entitled to, like, (laughs) be a part of my family's life. But he was upset about it. So I ended up leaving for my walk kind of angry and feeling like, this is such a disaster. And he texted me when I was like a few minutes out of the house and he said, I'm sorry. I knew that I was wrong and I was feeling bad about it. And I said, I know. And I said to him at one point when we were arguing, I said, you need to stop talking because you're going to say some things that you regret because I know that you're upset right now. And, and I knew that that's what it was. He knew that he was wrong and that he was he was not acting in a in a way that is congruent with our values but he was had dug himself so deep into the hole that he felt like he had to push through it and like follow through on it and so we talked about this afterwards and i said to him you don't have to do that you can dig yourself a hole stop digging <laughs> Start over, start fresh. That's what I was trying to do. I was trying to reset the situation when I said, when I said, Bobby's Bobby's like not in, in a good place right now. We're not going to be able to give him ice cream in this situation because he's acting up and he's just, and so the point is that like, if he's acting like that and you're talking about giving him essentially a reward for something, for for this, so you're re- rewarding him for eating the food but you're actually rewarding all of the other behavior that's surrounding that, the the coaxing, the pushing, the prodding, the eat it, eat it, eat it, all of that stuff. And the, the, the pushback from him, you're rewarding all of that behavior by giving in and giving it to him anyway. And so I personally don't really do the whole eat your dinner and then you get rewarded with dessert at the end. I just, and I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate in this sense because our kids eat very, very well. Like we're very lucky. They're not really picky eaters. They eat essentially everything that we put in front of them and they have really good diets. So I said to Nick, I go, I will, I would not have been upset. And so maybe he might've thought that I would have, but I would not have been upset if you said, I want to have ice cream. And they go, I want to have ice cream. And you go, okay, let's have ice cream. Like, Whatever. You can have ice cream for dinner once in a while. And he said, I don't want to start bad habits. And I said, it's not a bad habit if you don't make that a habit. If it happens one time every now and then, it's not a big deal. And it would have saved so much arguing. And it also because I don't want to give my kids that relationship with food where they think that they have to earn it. You know, like there is this huge problem right now, especially for girls and women of this idea that like, we can't have something that's non nutritious, unless we've earned it by eating the nutritious stuff first. And I said to him, you know, like, you can still eat things in moderation, without it being a reward for something else. It's that's a possibility, <laughs> you know. Um, my kids had eaten all kinds of great stuff throughout the day. If they have one meal that's like a scoop of ice cream, it ain't gonna kill them. <laughs> um, and that to me is more in line with the message that like it's okay to have non-nutritious food sometimes, um, even if it's the primary meal of that particular meal. Um, anyway, so really what I wanted to discuss is this idea of not um, not continuing to dig the hole that you've created for yourself or get further into the battle that you're in with your kids um, and this particular scenario really highlighted that for me because Nick struggled with it a lot and I said to him too you know like when I when I said that stuff about how it wasn't a good idea to Bring Bobby back to the table once he fussed and disagreed and whatever. I said the result of that, what I was hoping would happen, would be for you to say, you know what, you're right. I shouldn't have done that. Let's do. Let's go on a different path from here. But he couldn't. He was unable to accept that. Partly maybe because of my delivery it may not have been the nicest, <laughs> but um, partly because he was he had pride. He was really feeling already defensive because again he knew deep down that what he was doing was not not good. It wasn't working. It wasn't going well, and it didn't align with our values. So I said to him, you know, like, there's got to be a way that you can reconcile that in the moment. I feel like there has to be a way, because I'm sure that parents do this all the time. We have this sense of pride that we're the parent, we're in control, we make the decisions. And so we have to do something. And we're almost like, in a sense because, you know, like we'll flip-flop on following through with the consequences for our kids. Primarily we do this because we don't want to listen to them whine about it when we when we set the boundary and then follow through with it. Um, but we also, on the other hand, will also commit ourselves to following through with our idea to our own detriment, <laughs> right? Um, because we don't give ourselves permission to change our minds. We don't give ourselves permission to... Um, or we don't and we don't allow our kids to feel their feelings fully. Because, you know, again, a lot of times parents they'll try to lay out a boundary. The kids will push back on it. And it's uncomfortable for the parent. The parents like, Oh, I don't like that feeling. I don't wanna I don't wanna do that. Like I I want them to be quiet or like to to just accept it. And so that's where like corporal punishment was really big back in the day. Parents would just smack you if you talk back, if you push back on things. And that was how you learned to quote unquote, respect your parent and respect their decisions through fear and punishment. And now parents are are being told that like, that's not really an acceptable way to treat your children anymore. I mean, arguably it never was, but nobody really, nobody questioned it before. Whereas now it's like very much a thing to question it. and, And it's almost to the point that you could be you know, under investigation if you do that to your kids. Um, And so parents are left in a kind of uncomfortable position because you have to be able to accept and be in the presence of your children having a hard time with something, with the decision that you've made. So in this example, you know, we made the decision that Bobby's not going to get the reward because he's not doing the thing that he's supposed to have done, <laughs> which was to sit and eat the food without like an insane amount of coaxing. And he felt upset about that. He was obviously like, cause he had been told, you know, if you, if you sit here and do the thing, then you get the reward. And then all of a sudden it was like, you're not doing the thing. So you're not getting the reward. And, and anyways, So he was upset and he, and he was mad and crying and just upset. And evidently Nick wasn't prepared (laughs) to handle those feelings, to sit with them and allow them to be. So uh, like many parents, he, he went back on, on the consequence. He went back on it and, and then (laughs) it was kind of funny because, well, funny, um, Because he brought him back down, he sat him at the table, and then, sure enough, Bobby still wouldn't eat the food, even though he said, I'm going to eat it, I'm going to eat it, because they don't... Like, they don't understand that what they're they're not that they're they're not telling a truth that they're not speaking the truth they're just saying whatever they have to say in order to get you to do what they want you to do which is to bring them back to the table um, because then they can further try to manipulate you into giving you what giving them what what they want which is the ice cream like it's not again it's not conscious it's not it's not like a malicious thing but this is how their brains work right they just keep pushing the boundaries until they get what they want and either you hold fast to your boundaries Or you crumble, and they end up getting what they want through much battle. Um, And so sometimes, you know, like I'm also of the mind that that you can change your mind. You can say, you know what, you're right. I made a mistake here trying to force feed you. Uh, I don't think that that's necessary. We're just going to have the ice cream, and just get like given that way, right? Rather than because it's like, you want to set the boundary there. You want to have that thing there, right? This goalpost. But the kids are going to wear you down. They're going to keep pushing and arguing and whining and crying and all of it. And those are all mechanisms in place to wear you down so that eventually you go, okay, and you do it. Um, Whereas, you know, so if you see in the moment you're trying to put these boundaries up and you see that your kids are pushing back on it and you're feeling like, wow, this is not working the way that I anticipated it would. You can quickly go, okay, let's change course. You know what? Never mind. We'll, we'll just, we'll just have ice cream. It's okay. And like, you don't have to make it a big thing. It doesn't have to be a big deal, but you can be like, all right, that was a mistake. All right, well, we'll just do it this way. Or, and so you, you know, you, you do that or, you go, okay, well, you don't have to eat the food, but you're not going to have any ice cream after. And then you just stick with whatever your decision is. You just have to stick with it. Um, unless, I don't know, anyway. Because, again, I'm saying you change your mind, but at some stage you have to, like... The, the giving in at the very end when everybody's at their wit's end and everyone's screaming and crying, that's not the time to, to be like, oh, I suddenly changed my mind and I think this is a good idea now. <laughs> you're, you're clearly giving in to something, a lot of pressure from your kids, which makes them feel like they're in control. They're in control, which is not what you want your kids to think because it's not only uh, – it, it's it's – harmful to them in the sense that like they're not prepared for that. They don't want to be in control. They want to have a boundary there. They want to know that you're there to guide and protect them. And and so it makes them uncomfortable if they feel like they're the ones that have to be in control of the situation. So, let's talk about what we're going to do in the moment to evaluate the situation and figure out which which path we're going to take. So the very first thing that I have to say, you got to be able to do this is to take a deep breath. You got to And you got to do that a couple times so that you can calm yourself down because a lot of times there's heightened emotion on our part as well as the parent. Your, your emotions are starting to, to increase and to, you're getting a rise and all of that. So, so doing some deep breaths if you have to leave the room, if you need to turn away and close your eyes, whatever you have to do to calm your nervous system so that you're not functioning from a fight or flight kind of anxious perspective. Email. Um, That's the first and foremost, because that's where you're going to get to a place where you can more objectively evaluate the situation. So you do that, and then you start asking yourself some questions. You start looking inward and thinking, how frustrated am I you look at your kids and how frustrated are they? Are we engaged in some kind of a battle right now? Am I am, is this battle a thing where where they're they're pushing me, they're pushing me, they're pushing a boundary and I'm starting to feel like I'm crumbling? Am I getting so frustrated that I'm going to end up getting angry at them and making them feel shamed for having feelings about this? Am I getting to a point where I'm about to crack and give in and give them what they want just to make them quiet? Um, those kind of questions. And then thinking about what can I do differently here? What So does this thing that I'm holding to, does it really matter? Does it really matter if my kids eat this casserole that I made before they have ice cream. Is this such a big problem that this one time we can't just have ice cream for dinner? Like what's going to be the the worst case scenario of doing that? Okay. They have dinner one or they have ice cream one night for dinner. Tomorrow night they might bug me to have ice cream for dinner again and I say, "Yeah, that was last night. This is tonight. We did that one thing one time and that was it." And then and and then again, prepare to like have feelings about it um, but honestly, the likelihood that that's gonna happen is probably pretty low and uh, ask yourself these other questions you know what uh, what like how am i feeling how am I feeling about this? how are my kids feeling about this are they are they, am I trying to um Get them to do something that they're obviously really not going to be able to do. That they're not going to cooperate with. Um, <clears throat> do I want to revoke the 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 sort of quote unquote promised reward if they're not being cooperative? Um, how do I? How can I change course here and go down a path that's going to be more harmonious and? less stressful for everybody. Um, one of my own very deeply held personal philosophies is not to try to force kids to eat food. Um, I do still kind of ask my kids to try things, even if they say, Oh, I don't want to eat that. Cause they do sometimes I find with Emlyn, especially, she doesn't love dishes where, The food is all mixed together, right? So if I make like spaghetti and sauce, she doesn't really like the sauce. Um, So I do sometimes ask them to try something before they decide that they don't like it because it's usually just by the visual that they don't like. But even that, I've heard arguments people say that sort of also takes away from children's autonomy to decide for themselves what they do and don't want to try even. So I don't push that too hard either. Um, but, but yeah, that's kind of a core tenet for me is like not, not making my kids feel like they absolutely have to eat everything or anything that I put in front of them. And again, I, I'm fortunate in this sense. I also credit this to the fact that we did baby led weaning and, um, So my kids were experiencing a variety of foods from six months of age upward, and they always ate what we ate. You know, if I was having oats, they'd have oats. They'd have it maybe in their own version if it had to be like, you know, something had to be a little bit different in order to accommodate them physically. Um, But they were always consuming the same stuff as us. And so now we've gotten to a point where, like, they will just eat the food that I give them, for the most part, um, partly because they're they're open to that, and partly because that's what they're used to. I've never ever gotten to a place where I make a separate meal for my kids than I do for us. It's never happened, um, unless it was like intentional, unless it was a situation where there was only enough of something for like Nick and I to have it. And then I had to make something else for them in order for them to have food. Like that would be different. But like it's never happened that I've made a dish and my kids go, I'm not eating that. And then I make them something else. Sometimes, sometimes my kids will say, I'm not eating that. And then they'll make themselves something else to eat. And I'm okay with that because that actually does teach kids, in my opinion, to take care of themselves a little bit, to be autonomous and to look after their own needs. So if you don't want to eat the dish that I've made, sure, make yourself a peanut butter sandwich. That's okay. Or have some fruit, whatever. Um, they're not eating junk and candy instead. They're still eating something that I would consider to be pretty nutritious. It just isn't necessarily what I'm having. And I'm not the one making it for them. <laughs> I'm not the the uh, the chef You know, I make one meal. This is something my mom always did too, and I actually find this to be perfectly fine, um, that I make one meal and if you don't want it or don't like it, fair enough, but I'm not making anything else, so you're on your own. (laughs) So they've never starved, but I've also had fairly strong boundaries in that I'm not responsible for making you different food if you don't want to eat what we're having. Um, and this is honestly only really become a thing in the last year for Emlyn, especially. Bobby will still eat virtually anything that I put in front of him. But Emily in the last year has gotten a little bit picky only around dinner time. Like there's never, ever another time when she's like, oh, I'm not going to eat that or whatever. Like she eats everything else. It's just, again, these sort of dishes like casseroles and stuff where like all of the food is cooked and mixed together. And so she'll still eat like pasta, but she'll eat just the pasta. And this is, okay, so this is another thing that I think about too, is like, we're really obsessive about um, eating these meals where it's like all these different components. And I look at it more as like, okay, what did my kid eat? earlier today. And I look at it from a daily perspective because she eats usually like oats and fruit and nuts for breakfast. And then she has um, a a lunch that I pack her that's like um, some kind of a grain, either corn or pasta or something. And then there's cheese and crackers and then it's just fruit and veggies otherwise. And that's that's everything that she eats for the daytime. So when it comes to dinner time, if she wants to just have pasta or just have the, the carb, whatever it is, that's fine. Because she's had, you know, usually a sufficient amount of protein and vegetables and other things that, like, throughout the day that I'm not concerned about it. And so I try to just let go of things like that. And again, so that comes down to, like, this struggle of just getting her to eat what I think she should eat. And so I just offer things that I think they should eat. (laughs) And then they either choose to eat them or they don't. Um, But again, I know, I realize that a lot of kids are not as easy or simple as that. And so I'm sympathetic to to that fact. And uh, I don't have any advice for you if your kid won't eat a majority of the stuff that you serve. I don't have advice for that, unfortunately. (laughs) um but i do think overall kids know what they need and so if you do happen to have a kid who won't eat different stuff i think that it it's it's not worth it to stress about it unless it's actually having an impact on their overall health which you can talk to your doctor about that and find out whether or not they think that this is a problem but if it's not an actual problem if it's just like a more of a social thing where you're like, oh, they're not eating what I serve, or they don't want what I'm, what I'm, but then like, who cares, right? If it's not affecting their health, then honestly, who cares? It's not a big deal. <laughs> I'm really about letting things go. Um, anyway, so this ended up being a lot, a lot about food um, and stuff, but, but I wanted to just sort of touch on the fact that like, we do this with our kids, where we, we start with something, maybe something that we think is reasonable, it devolves quickly into a struggle and a battle. And then instead of putting the brakes on and saying, okay, let's take a deep breath and step back from this for a moment, we dig in deeper. We dig our heels in, they dig their heels in, everyone is suddenly struggling and battling, and there's no way out, but there is a way out. And we just have to be able to take the time to stop, take some breaths, consider what the situation looks like, how it could look differently, what actions we could take to diffuse things, to get a handle on the situation. Do we need to be setting better boundaries? Do we need to be holding our boundaries more strongly? Or is this perhaps something where we're assigning a value or, um, <clears throat> or thinking of it being more important than it actually is. Can we let go of some things here? Is that, is that possible? So yeah, basically, you know, learning how to, to let go of things a little bit and, and giving our kids the opportunity to be more autonomous um, because that's often a struggle for kids, especially like around my kids age, is that they suddenly want to be autonomous. They want to assert themselves. They want to make their own decisions and stuff. And so as much as you possibly can, I think it's great to be able to let kids do that and exercise that level of control in their life. Anyway, I think that's all I've got to say on this one. <laughs> and um, hopefully there are some helpful nuggets in there for you. And if you have a particular situation that you want to talk about or, like, you want advice on, please feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to try and help where I can. And, um, oh, Nina's really really moving around today. Oh, you're going to lie down on my pillow. All right. Anyway, thank you for joining me. I hope that you have a good week. And, uh, I'll be back next week. So, um, yeah, you can reach me. My, my um, information is in the show notes. Okay, have a good one, and I will see you in the next one.